0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: My name is Zachary James, I am 10 years old and I live in Los Angeles, California. The climate is changing, we are nearing a tipping point, a place from which we cannot turn back, and we are racing towards it at record speeds. We, the children, are being punished for what our ancestors have done to the world, and to us. Generations of policymakers and big corporations have made billions at our, the planet's expense, and have escaped consequence. Until now. As our futures are resting upon our shoulders, the shoulders of kids like me, some adults don't even believe in climate change. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Some days it feels like no one cares. That's why I will put aside my own time when I could be playing with my friends to record this podcast. We need to face the facts. Here, on We, the Children. We will be tackling our topics, learning about different climate phenomena, and speaking with experts and leaders in the field of global warming solutions. I may not have all the answers, or be able to solve the world's problems, but at least I know I have to try. And I'm glad you're here to help. Here's what you can expect on We, the Children. First, I'll introduce the episode. Then, we'll invite a climate expert for an interview. We'll also play a rousing game of climate trivia and learn about a local organization or business that is working towards climate solutions. Next, my friend Waldo will pop in for a little weather lesson, if you will. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Allie Neeson has always been passionate about sustainability. She has worked with many big companies, helping them bridge the gap between technology and sustainability, making products that are both healthy for the planet and us. Currently, she is working with a company called Clean Robotics to build a robot called Trashbot that sorts waste in receptacles. Think the recycling bin of the future. Anyways, tell us a little bit about your educational background and training. I've noticed you've studied a variety of things, including environmental law and energy distribution.
0: Wow. Well, thanks for the intro. Um, You make me sound much better. (laughs) But yeah, so um, my educational background is a little unconventional. Um, So I actually went to a community college on Long Island. Um, That's where I'm originally from, Long Island, New York. And um, I actually studied photography. Um, So I originally went to school, a four-year college for nursing. I decided that wasn't for me. Then I went to a community college where I graduated with a degree in photographic imaging. And I spent a lot of time um, working in that. Um, as I kind of started moving into the sustainability field, I used some online courses to get certificates. So I don't have a formal degree actually in sustainability. Um But I studied things that I thought were, like, very important to what I was interested in sustainability, like environmental law and policy, energy distribution, material processing. And through doing online, uh, like, certificates, you're able to go to schools that I probably didn't have the opportunity to really go to.
1: How did you get started in your field of sustainable innovation?
0: Yeah, so as I mentioned, I do have sort of an unconventional background. So I was spent some years working in the photography field, and after a number of years, I was kind of growing a little weary of it, um, mainly just because I really wanted to make an impact, um, and I really couldn't find a way to do that with photography. Um, So then in my mid-20s, I actually got very politically involved. I was going to a lot of rallies and protests, and I joined a lot of groups that talked a lot about climate change. Um, Also, growing up on Long Island, I grew up in a lot of nature. And Zach, you might be too young for this, but we had a really big hurricane that hit us, Hurricane Sandy. And yeah, that caused a lot of damage um, in my neighborhood and um, to my loved one's properties and to our beaches and growing up on those beaches was pretty devastating.
1: Hurricane Sandy hit the Northeast in 2012. It caused extensive damage all along the East Coast and shut down power in New Jersey and New York City for several days. It inflicted nearly $70 billion in damages.
0: Yikes. So... I decided that I wanted to make a change. And if I was going to work 40 hours a week, I wanted to be solving a problem that I cared about. So I ended up finding this company in Silicon Valley um, called Plug and Play. And they work with like major um, consumer packaged goods corporations. And um, from my research at that time, those were the corporations that were really causing a lot of the damage um, to our climate. But I saw that Plug and Play was helping them find better solutions by introducing them to innovative startups. And then that's where I met Clean Robotics. So I kind of just started at Plug and Play to entry level. I was really able to work my way up. I was super dedicated. And I met Clean Robotics, and here I am. Your current
1: company, Clean Robotics, has built an impressive robot to do something surprising with our waste. Could you talk us talk to us about that?
0: Yeah, so at Clean Robotics, we make a system that we call TrashBot. So, as you mentioned, it's it's a robotic uh, waste receptacle. It's for commercial use, and it uses um, computer vision, AI, machine learning, and robotics to then go ahead and sort waste at the point of disposal which really kind of takes a lot of the pressure off us, the consumers.
1: Machine learning is when a machine, robot, or software app teaches itself new skills through a trial and error algorithm. These devices then become very savvy at predicting outcomes without being
0: explicitly programmed to do so. Zach, I'm sure you may have experienced this, but you go to throw something out and you're like, Is this recyclable? Is this the the right plastic that's recyclable? Or is this one of those compostable plastics? And if so, does it go in compost? Um, Everywhere there's different rules. So TrashBot is really our effort to kind of solve that confusion and take a lot of the pressure off the consumer. Yeah.
1: What does the average person need to know about recycling properly in our homes?
0: Hmm. I like this question. Um, I think I think it's pretty difficult to answer. Um, one thing that I would say is just do some research about your local waste collection, who's picking up your waste and what exactly do they recycle or compost? Um, everybody has different rules. A lot of coffee cups are not recyclable. Actually, all coffee cups are not recyclable by conventional methods. But some waste collectors do have a chemical recycling process that make it possible. So just doing your research. um, And honestly, my best piece of advice for anybody is lose the phrase, throw it away, because you're not throwing anything away. Usually what I try to say is, okay, put it in landfill or put it in recycling, because that's what you're doing. There is no such thing as a way. And I think if we kind of start losing the phrase, throw it away, um, it'll change our mindset and hopefully change our culture and how we think about waste.
1: How do you at Clean Robotics learn the local rules for your robot technology?
0: Yeah, so um, for our robot technology, Well, we use an algorithm um, and we train it. Our data scientists and um, our software team, they train our AI. So um, it's able to change wherever we put it. For the individual, I would say, you know, just find out who your local waste contractor is. Um, Chances are you know who they are because it's written on the side of your trash can. I would just go to your website, uh, their website, and look at their rules For me, I live in San Francisco, so we use Recology, and luckily, Recology makes an effort to recycle a lot, even plastic films, um, which a lot of places are not recyclable. So, for our AI, we kind of do a similar method. Um, When we're onboarding a new customer that's going to use TrashBot, we ask them directly for who their waste contractor is, and we research their rules. But we also ask the facility what they do with their waste currently because sometimes it can change from facility to facility so a lot of it is customer discovery and really figuring out how they take care of their materials and you can do that same thing in the home
1: what are some common mistakes that are made and how can we be more mindful with our waste
0: Hmm. Yeah, so some common mistakes that are made, I think the number one common mistake is coffee cups. Um, And well, coffee cups and water bottles, and I'll explain both. So coffee cups are not recyclable, but they do appear recyclable because they're paper and in everybody's mind, you're like, okay, paper is recyclable. Let me put this in with the paper recycling. You're trying to be a good person and do the right thing. Unfortunately, all coffee cups, because you're putting hot liquid inside them, are lined with a plastic on the inside um, that makes it um, then it's called like it's contaminated because now it's two different streams in in one material, which makes it really hard. A lot of I kind of alluded to this before, but a lot of places are using a process called chemical recycling. And when you use chemical recycling, you can put the coffee cup into that system and it'll actually remove the two different materials. So then now the coffee cup is recyclable. Um, I would say the other big misconception um, about recycling is water bottles. Um, And we see this a lot, actually, with our airport customers. So, um, you know, when you're in the TSA line, you got to throw out your water bottle or drink Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The rest of it, you have a disposal. So people are just throwing away their water bottles. Maybe they're half drunk and, you know, they only have, you know, they still have water in them. Um, When you throw that out and it's still full or still has water in it, it's not actually recyclable. It's, con- it's considered contaminated. So Trash bot will actually move that into landfill. If you don't have Trash bot and you send that, those materials to your uh, waste contractor, they will mark that batch as contaminated, and now all of the recycling is contaminated and will be put into landfill. So it's really important that any drink that you drink you want to either drink all of it before you throw it out, or you want to dump out the, the liquid before you put it in recycling. Um, I thought of one more, actually, is pizza boxes. Um, pizza boxes, it's sort of the same thing. You know, there's a lot of grease from the pizza in there, and cheese sometimes gets stuck to it. So that really, you know, makes them contaminated and unrecyclable. Um, when you think of breaking down paper and reusing it, you don't want it to be greasy and cheesy. Um, so, yeah, throw away your pizza boxes into landfill.
1: Wow, that's complicated. I'm, gra- I'm glad yeah. I have clean robotics around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Anyways, you've talked to you co- a little bit about your customers. Who are your customers?
0: Yeah, so... Um, I actually don't know if I can name our customers publicly, um, but I can talk about the type of facilities that we're in. Um, We've been in a few convention centers and stadiums, sports stadiums. um, And currently right now we are in airports and we are also in a hospital in California. So right now we're doing pilots with them, which means that they're testing out pot to see if it works for their facility. And we're also then able to grab customer insight in real time to see how Trashbot fits in the market and then adjust our products and services to, to better fit the market. Um, so yeah, hospitals, airports, convention centers, um, aquariums, aviaries, places of that nature are really the big places where we want to go.
1: What concerns you the most about climate change?
0: Hmm. Well, my biggest fear about climate change is that um, we should always try to be better at the individual level, but really what's going to make the difference is the people up top, the people that are in power. We need a lot of government policy to regulate um, climate change and the way that we operate in the world, the way businesses operate in the world, um, and the way that we measure our carbon footprint and the way that we utilize carbon credits. Um, And a lot of that, I feel, is not being acted on fast enough. Um, And a lot of scientists would agree unfortunately um and it's not just the government it's also a lot of corporations they create a lot of waste and they're not economically incentivized to use better materials Um, so it makes it hard there is something that's called like a green premium which is when you use sustainable materials they're often more expensive which then makes it more difficult Um, So, yeah, my fear is that we're just not acting as fast as we should be. And I want to make sure we leave a good world behind for your generation.
1: Yeah. What gives you the most hope about our future?
0: Um, I think you do. Um, The children, really, um, and the next generations. You know, uh, the Internet has provided a wealth of knowledge that goes way beyond the encyclopedias that I grew up with. So (laughs) I'm sure your mom's going to agree. And um, you all have greater access to knowledge and research. And I really see a lot of the newer generations coming in way more motivated. You know, when I was, um, Zach, how old are you? Ten. When I was 10, I definitely wasn't really thinking about the environment in a way of making change or impact. I was more just like, hmm, how many bugs can I collect in the woods today? Um, so, yeah, I think this shows a lot of great effort and how our the newer generations are really thinking. Um, and hopefully, you know, the difference that you guys are making is what saves us. Yeah,
1: thanks for coming on the podcast, Allie.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really nice to meet you.
1: But don't leave yet. We're going to (laughs) have
0: you on trivia. Okay, hopefully I know the answers.
1: Let's play Climate Trivia. How many tons of plastic are produced each year globally? Is it 200 million tons?
0: 300 million tons?
1: Or 600 million tons.
0: Well, I really hope it's not 600 million, so I'm going to go with 300. Correct.
1: Luckily, it's not 600, but I'd still prefer it to be 200. Anyways, what percentage of plastics are used for single-use packaging? Bubble wrap, for example.
0: It is 40% of plastic is used for single-use packaging. I knew I
1: didn't have to give you the answers on that one.
0: (laughs) That materials processing certificate really coming in handy.
1: (laughs) Next question. What percentage of plastics can be recycled? Is it A, 10%, B, 55%, or C? 70%.
0: 70%. Wouldn't 70% be nice? That's that's what we need to get to. But unfortunately, it's only 10%.
1: Correct. Unfortunately. I mean, I would be happy, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, 10% is better than nothing, but let's work towards 70%, okay, Zach? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Welcome to Wacky Weather, where we'll be talking about Wacky Weather. I'm your friendly weatherman, Waldo, and bring you the latest funny, but not so fun, weather stories from around the globe. Time change is a gift that keeps on giving. And <laughs> crazy weather phenomena happen daily. Wondering what all that commotion at your local grocery store is? You know that vaguely yellow condiment that goes on hot dogs, sandwiches, and occasionally egg salad? Mustard. Dijon mustard, to be precise. This debatably delicious spread. Or is it a marinade? Anyway, it is made from tiny brown mustard seeds, primarily grown in Canada. Unfortunately, a heatwave has hit Canada in recent months. A heatwave which, you guessed it, would have been virtually impossible without global warming. This heatwave has created drought conditions not friendly to the poor little mustard plants. In many grocery stores, most of the mustard on the shelves is already gone. Stores that have managed to keep up the supply are rationing out the supply to one jar per customer. But that isn't enough for most mustard lovers. Farmers are working to create more optimal conditions for harvesting mustard seeds. We hope not by importing water from a great distance, which is costly and wasteful. In the meantime, the mustard heads of the world must be patient and get involved with climate solutions. If you'd like to learn more about Ellie Neeson or any of our guests, please find us on social media at We the Children Podcast. Hey, Claire, can I have a moment of your time? Actually, two minutes and 43 seconds of your time. Sure, Zach. What's up? I wanted to show you just how easy it is to find what your local recycling company recycles. As we learned today, there are regulations about what you can and cannot recycle. I know, but I get so confused and overwhelmed by all the different rules. Well, start by running out to your trash and recycling bins. Take a picture of the name of the Waste Disposal Company. Look up the company online, with your parents' permission, of course. Read through the specifics of what items can go in each bin. The Waste Management Company's site will have a list of exactly what is and is not allowed. For two minutes and 43
0: seconds, I can't say no to that. I'm on it! Three, two, one, go! Go!
1: Find yourself, post it, and tag us on social media at We The Children Podcast. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to We the Children. Feel free to find us on social media at We The Children Podcast and don't hesitate to reach out. Remember, if we act together, we the children can inspire hope and create change for our climate. Tune in next time for more climate content. I know the planet is warming, but try to stay cool. Because if you're too warm, the ice caps will melt, and that's... Anyway, this is Zachary James, signing off. If you want to learn more about me or my podcast, visit com. Find us on social media, and feel free to drop a line.